Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Hey, George. <laughs> hey. I'll just, I, got, you know, I have to cut out all that other stuff because everyone we'll else is going to hear it and be like, I can just come up and do that. <laughs> it's at, uh, Something's on my schedule. It says Asbury Day Night. That's definitely a Casey note. So I might be in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Casey likes, I'm cutting that out. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, nothing. Just uh, just got out of work where they told me like, hey, we need to have a meeting tomorrow. So I'm panicking. That's how George is feeling. Oh, is lately. it a, a personal like you need to have a meeting? Yeah. Because I'm tired of you alluding to them, not specifically on this no, show. No, 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 no. It's because I went on vacation and I set everything up uh, to, uh, so like kind of ran behind the scenes. And then I intended to bring my laptop, even though it's my vacation. And then I did not bring my laptop. And then they wondered why I didn't get work done on my vacation. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it seems like vacation is the key word in all of that. I planned on repeating it several times. Yeah. <laughs> At the meeting, go in in a Hawaiian shirt and be like, I was in Aruba. <laughs> I know you have them. I got, that's all I wore. <laughs> it's all I wear. Like, I'm surprised I'm in a hoodie now. It's just we have air conditioning, so. <laughs> it, it, I don't. I'm in a long sleeve shirt, and it's terrible in my office. It's, bit, it's the it's, only room in the house without air conditioning. Anyway, we have a fantastic <laughs> guest with us. Peggy O'Leary, welcome to the show. Peggy. Hi, I'm so excited. I'm this so is... happy you are here. This is so, such an exciting thing. How are we, you? I'm good, but also, fuck your job. That's your vacation. Know, right? Like, yeah. the only, like, company I would ever do that with was when I worked for my family, and I'd be like, I get <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, we're trying to support dad, but like you, you don't need to support them. Like no, get somebody it, else to run point. I don't was, even know what you do. So all I'm saying is it's Team a small George. company yeah it's, thank you George. i appreciate that it's a small company so i can't like it's not like when i worked at ikea where i would just like regularly be like who's yeah. gonna find out no one's gonna fucking find out um but uh it's a smaller company so i have to keep it vague but the person that worked this job before me slowly worked up to the amount of work that is under this job description and then he was like george needs a job and then he just gave me all three jobs with no training so that's I another see. reason why I'm fine. Listen, it's not about me. It's about Peggy and being on the show. And no, real and quick, just could you could you hear? Um, I do have a dog in the room and I could get a more like mic censored thing. If could you hear him at all? All, all dogs are welcome here. If it happens, okay. it happens. Okay, As long as you're fine with it, because he's going to listen and want to hang out. <laughs> there was a no, there was a reoccurring bit when we I think like first started the show cuz that's when I got Iggy where Yeah, before you had a an office with a door. <laughs> yeah, right. Um Iggy would constantly interrupt the show where he yeah. was just like you're done. Podcast <laughs> shouldn't be this long. It's not even that it should be a half hour, 15 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I, I see you've been talking for five minutes. It's my turn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a it's, jingle and a wolf. It's genuinely like, I'm from the outside. What are we doing here? It's been 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't bring any Aruban dogs back with you this time, did you? No. Tried to get a uh, flamingo, but they said I'm not allowed to touch them. Oh, that you can adopt them? <laughs> no, you're not allowed to. But I, I tried. This is the story I should know. I mean, only because I want to know. So you, just, you, can you do the like, I'm sure your listeners know George, it. But. George, I'll handle the bullet point. 
<laughs> yeah, you go for it. I feel like your ver- version of the bullet points is just the story. <laughs> Once upon a time. <laughs> so, so George and Casey went to Aruba and they encountered a beach dog and they tried to give the dog to a, a shelter and the shelter was like, you can keep it. So they brought a dog home from Aruba. How did you uh, fly him back? Uh, there's a program on the island because they have a ton yeah, of stray dogs. It apparently happens a lot. Hey, so I'm going to say this. You're bad at vacationing. <laughs> you literally. So the second vacation that I'm hearing about yeah. is that you spent probably a day figuring out how to get this new beach dog <laughs> home. Which means, listen, just know yourself, George. You like to work. Yeah, no matter where I think you that's are. it. I the part of the story that just like reoccurred to me there were two dogs involved in that weren't there yeah there was two dogs mm. you, you had to take dogs and then separate them into america <laughs> well, they got them into america before we separated them which honestly oh, so they got to see the the shining they get what? to see each other <laughs> like, my, so there was two dogs M- M- iggy and we called him dutch my cousin calls him canon because it's ancient hebrew for desert wanderer he's a bit New agey. That's a lot. Uh, I love it. I love it. Name. I like him more want... than you, George. He seems like he knows how to vacation. <laughs> he does. He's a uh, desert wanderer. Or whatever. Yeah, he's a desert wanderer. I already um, forgot what the word was. <laughs> Kanan. Like the rapper. Kanan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he. Uh, Kanan. Yeah, so they... Uh, canine. The, actually, the old, it's actually just a cool... That's clever. Canine. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, the whole time you were just saying, no, this is my dog, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when they were trying to get them to the shelter, the older dog would stand between the dog catchers and him. So like he was like, you're not taking my buddy. So they were just like, get them both in the car. Uh, and then they got him checked out and then they flew him to the, the States. <laughs> I love it. So your cousin has the dog. Yeah. So like they get to, and it's so funny because we'll go and like, oh yeah, Aruba dog play date. And, uh, and the older dog is like, we don't need each other anymore. I'm in the <laughs> suburbs. I am upper middle class. We do not need to talk. Like he'll at regularly like just growl at him. He's like, you're fucking up my shit right now. I got a good thing going. <laughs> <laughs> so like just like any older sibling. Yeah, yeah, it's genuinely they. Th- we don't know genetically wise, just because every dog on that island looks exactly the same. But uh, okay. they're probably in some way related. That's why they were so close with each other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the Iggy and Canaan or Dutch, depending on what you want to call them. Story. I like uh, that. Yeah, they're good dogs. Uh, I'll send you a picture. It's a cute dog. It helps. <laughs> it helps to have a really good uh, sister-in-law who's a wedding photographer, because then you get like glamour shots of your dog when you're oh. born. Oh yeah, it's good shit. It's real good shit. Well, that's like um, uh, when Chance got headshots with like my photographer Eric from like uh, he, like we Eric I, I, I Eric's the best, right? He's so, the best dude. Yeah, and um, um, his I wish I could. It's his Instagram's great, so just I'll look it up. I'll feel yeah. figure it out. Um, I'll, I'll I'll tag it. I yeah, don't tag, know how to say it. it. It's... But I um, at the time I don't know. I Chance was still living in the city. That's my boyfriend, and uh, it's his dog. And so I walked Gus around like South Philly while they took photos, mm-hmm. and then he like we met up with them, and he took like the coolest shots. Like all of a sudden, a, a squirrel came up and like i'm like how many times do you see a squirrel midday south philly i mean there are a lot but it was like a yeah but not moment like as soon as soon as I, I started living in the suburbs i was like there are a lot of squirrels and i realized like no you just lived in south philadelphia for four years like you forgot what squirrels were 
Yeah. Oh man, we were in DC recently and we were just harassed by like fat squirrels and it was the best. That sounds delightful. (laughs) They were were so cute and like unafraid because I guess everyone kind of walk in the mall just feeds the squirrels. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, imagine. they just approach you. They're like, I see you have a white container. I know what's in there. And yeah, they're, yeah. Like, I, they're like, I need that Chinese food. Give it to Give me, me that. right now. Yeah, we, so, we were feeding them like waffles and shit. <laughs> it's like, sure, why not? I see how you got that fat. Got that fat. So, Greyhound, South Philly, getting walk around, squirrel runs by. I imagine. And he like goes up on the pole and like Eric's there and like captures this great, like Gus's tongue's out. He's like ready to try to jump off. It was such a funny moment. And That's he is like, moment. we have like great photos of it. And like, that wouldn't be a thing. No. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like Eric has such an eye. And like, I, I don't know how he does it because it seems like he's in the right place at the right time all the time. Like his, his Instagram is like the coolest pictures I've ever seen all the time. I know. Mm. Well, I'm sure it's curated because he's an artist, but oh, yeah. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> also, he, I think he started with music. And I do think that like like Mindy Tucker, who's like an amazing uh, comic uh, photographer in New York, mm. she started with music. And I think with music, they move around more. The lighting's a little differently. So like you kind of learn how to capture things that you wouldn't normally capture mm. if you were just like, like, uh, not that comedy fo- like photographers aren't great, but it's like there's one person you're focusing on. Like if you're fo- if you're photo- like if you got me, I'm like squatting. I'm doing this. If you're this person, whereas like with music, a band, the crowd, like it's a little different. Mm-hmm. So I find that they're better at capturing like real life moments. Yeah, spontaneity. And yeah. Stuff, yeah. And I was they're just actually like moving around and not mm-hmm. like annoying the security guards. Yeah, no, I was. Actually, I just <laughs> yeah. recently started following a guy on TikTok that uh, it's like, like it's TikTok for older people because it's not just like dances. It's this guy who is a professional pit photographer for rock concerts and festivals, and he explains like, oh yeah, no, this is how I got the shot. Is like it's from behind the crowd through the press pass area. So I was able to get this amazing shot of Post Malone with all these hands outstretched, and it's one of these beautiful moments. And it's just like little tips and and like how he thinks of getting photos in a live music setting and it's a whole different thought process it's a whole different ball game uh super interesting i forgot that guy's name though good follow a bunch of things that will maybe maybe not tag we'll see if we if i if i think of it when in when i'm posting the episode i think of the things that i think i I listened through last week's episode because i i just liked the music that we that we like playlisted uh, so I was like, oh, what would we put on there? And I was listening through and I remembered like four things that I was supposed to send you. So I don't remember this shit until after I listened <laughs> yeah. back to the episode. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. You want to spin the wheel? Yeah, let's spin the wheel. Intern. And we got... Jumpy, jumpy. I like that. That's, That's an a interesting fun one because it's 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 definitely a feeling you can feel jumpy, but it's also like it's it's matched with an, a physical response. Oh yeah, there, there's <laughs> like an actual thing that's happening. Okay, but, so uh, yeah, how do how do you uh, interpret it? What's your what's your take? <laughs> well, right away I'm like, God, I'm lazy. I don't know what jumpy means. Um, and then <laughs> I was like, Oh, like jittery or like quick to jump. To yeah. conclusions, sure, <laughs> yeah, that sure. yeah, um, because I'm the worst, um, 
Period. Yeah. End of sentence. <laughs> you know, clip it. That's the whole. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, just going to cut the show right there. Thank you so I much for coming it. on the show. I really appreciate it. I actually don't have feelings. I'm just the worst, and I will see you later. <laughs> there is a point. Maybe one day we'll do a, a like a. a a special intro or like we include it or if we have the budget for it we just take the sound clip but it's from a children's television show called fairly odd parents but there's an episode where he wishes that he doesn't have emotions and the girl <laughs> of his dreams kisses him and goes how do you feel like how do you feel about that timmy turner and he just deadpan goes i do not and i've never <laughs> identified more with a sentiment <laughs> just i do not awesome <laughs> but anyway jumpy now, I know your listeners probably know this, but like, did you guys start this because you you don't know how to handle emotions? I think we are two men who's listened to a lot of emotional music and have decided, you know, we don't really unpack these at all. We just sort of listen yeah. to it and then bottle I, it. I, I spent a lot of time in my life taking them in and not putting them out. Mm. <laughs> they just came in and stayed. So I was like, all yeah. right, let's put this somewhere instead of keeping it. Like you're probably sensitive to other people, but you yourself aren't sensitive to yourself. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty accurate. Yeah. I would say over the course of this podcast, though, I've definitely opened up and feel a lot more yeah. willing to share and be honest with it. And Listeners, not letting... he just started crying. You can't <laughs> see it. He rubbed his eyes. And I know not the first crying. time we've gotten a cry on this show. <laughs> uh, Mostly, usually me. <laughs> yeah. I, I keep it together because I'm a child of divorce. I uh, don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> if because uh, if I cry, daddy hurts me. Um, but <laughs> cute. Unpack that. Yeah. Actually, so that that's only come from uh, me and Casey started watching comedy punks last night. Um, the uh, kids in the hall oh, documentary. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that a lot. That was and good. it's just there's a scene that it keeps on playing over and over throughout the documentary. Where it's just Kevin McDonald looking down the barrel of the camera, and going, "Daddy drank." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're all so playful with their uh, alcoholic parent. <laughs> oh, very much so. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, no, like you open up the emotions and uh, and kind of become honest with them. And then you don't hold on to them and feel guilty about having those emotions half the time. That's kind of what I've gathered from doing the show for so long is like I no longer have like, oh, why are you feeling that? You're like, oh, cool. Felt that. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> um. But jumpy, I will say that I am a jumpy person. I am a child of not divorce, but I'm the youngest of six. Uh, That's trauma. <laughs> yeah. And sure. Irish Catholic, four sisters that are like hotter and older than me. Are they Mom, all like the kind of the the more proper side of Irish Catholic, like the Captain Line? I don't, I don't proper is not the word, but South you know, Philly like the, Irish Catholic, Dan. South Philly Irish Catholic. Well, sure. I'm not South Philly. <laughs> I mean, Delco. Delco. For Delco. Sure. Delco. I apologize. So, no, it's more of what I, I can't explain them because I was trying to talk about this earlier. Um, they like, so my mom is the oldest of five, um, was chubby, quote unquote, her whole life. She got thin. Irish Catholic chubby is way different than real life chubby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also she got thin in like seventh or eighth grade and like had a boyfriend in ninth grade. Like, so like basically in her life, she's like, I rocked it in high school. She wouldn't <laughs> present it like that, but I took it as a kid. And my sisters were kind of like that. Like, okay. Um, a couple of my sisters, we all, we all struggled with weight in different ways, but like the way our mom, uh, 
made us feel about it is very different. Like mm. I have one sister that was like going to be like a national gymnast and then she got hurt and mm. then was like number one tennis at St. Joe's D1. Like, so I have a sister like that. I have a sister that looks like could have been a model and like didn't become one because um, when she went into the audition at 16, they were like, what do you see for your future? Like acting? And she's like, I just want to be a mom. And then like literally the whole ride home, my mom was like, why did you tell them that? Like, they're not going to invest in you. I love, I love like, your mom being like this. Yes. <laughs> you see me. No, but like, no, my mom was basically like, you gave us the goal. Like, that's what my mom wanted. You know? yeah. like, my mom wanted to be a model. She like, and my mom was like, I don't know. So I'm saying like, I come from a family of like so many emotions, so much love, but so much fucking intense. Can I curse? Yeah. Yeah. Go nuts. Okay. Uh, like intense situations. And we always had dinner at six o'clock. We always had to be all eight of us. Like my dad was the kind of guy that came home in a suit and like cracked a belt. And that was a funny joke to our family. <laughs> <laughs> I rem I mean, I've talked about it now because like when I was little, I'm like, it's a funny joke. He's just gonna like when my friends would be over. Cause my mom also like wanted to be the party family. Mm. So we would always have friends over. And then like my dad would come like, ah, who's got three? Cause we weren't, we all went to Catholic school. Can you tell why I'm jumpy? I'm like, yeah, ADD. It's, it's coming through. <laughs> it's coming through. <laughs> I love it. I'm identifying with a lot of it. It's fine. <laughs> but so like we there were like rules. Like we couldn't take our shoes off in the house. We uh, we had to as soon as we came home from Catholic school, we had to take our uniforms off. If he caught us in the uniform, we were in trouble. But it was like never real trouble. We thought, you know, mm. because it's never he never hit any of us. He would just run around just and pretend crack it. the bell. <laughs> yeah. Which someone was like, no, that's trauma in its own right. <laughs> and I'm like, is it though? <laughs> it's cute it's trauma. It's a fun game. <laughs> that's it's the like, time daddy talked to you. <laughs> I, I, I do love the look at what I'm not doing to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? But that's like, I don't know. So, I mean, we were raised like, I think we were raised the way my parents families were like they mm. didn't they didn't go like should we read a book about parenting in the 70s and 80s no we're gonna just do what our parents did in the 50s yeah and i feel like so, your mom being one of five and then having six kids didn't really give herself a lot of time to like change it up <laughs> yeah and also because she she like um didn't want to be anything else but a mom yeah so like that's another thing like she wasn't like like, if I want to have a kid, I'm like, I'm probably going to read a book. Because should I be a mom? Whereas, like, she was, like, 19, was engaged. They got broken up with, met my dad. They got engaged, had a baby at 21. Mm. That's a quick and turnaround. Then, that's yeah. Oh, yeah, quick. Well, that's a whole other story for another thing. But <laughs> um, their love story is kind of cute. And that's the thing. It's like, we did grow up in, like, a funny, dancey household that just never unpacked our feelings. So like, mm. and there was always a moment that someone was going to get mad. Mm. Like multiple Christmases, my sisters would fist fight. And my, my oldest sister, Megan, she never really fist fought. It was really the two middle ones. Um, Megan's boyfriend at the time lived with us because my mom was like, let's have more kids. Um, <laughs> but he Party was house. like, yeah, he was. Um, so 
he would pull me and my brother into the bedroom and be like, this is not how normal families are. Like, you don't need to see fighting, which is funny because <laughs> he's the youngest of five and his family would be like, he was just a baby. We did yeah. that too. All the time. All the families fight. <laughs> Who is this coward? Why did we send him out into the world? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I think, how they feel about me. They're like, you go to therapy? <laughs> Just go to church on Sunday and fucking suntan and then get cancer and die. Like the rest of us. The right way. (laughs) The right way. I, uh, yeah. So I'm quick to, I've, I've stopped it. And I think performing helps that. And I always say like, I think the character I'm playing on stage is a combination of my sisters and my brother and my life, because I'm like, it was fun. I mean, it was exciting. Like yeah. I never was bored. It's actually only telling people my childhood stories that other people's faces make me go, oh, that's, oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's weird. That's not okay. <laughs> that's oh. weird. That's a weird thing we did. Oh. I didn't know that. I thought everybody did that. Like, yeah. even the fun things, like, I've been left at bars multiple times. <laughs> oh. I, I have I so many stories. So fun. Like my my parents brag to their friends about like oh yeah we used to just bring our kids to the bar throw all the coats in the corner and tell them to lay there <laughs> like like that, that doesn't yeah. sound bad to me. <laughs> I mean it does like honestly it wasn't harmful like honestly no, that, I know I they're good people. <laughs> like, yeah, they were- well, also I felt more protected there because I would sit at the bar uh, with the owner like it was this one place that was around the corner from my parents' house. And uh, he'd make my brother mac and cheese. That wasn't on the menu. He like would just have like probably craft mac and cheese in the back. And he'd make me like grilled cheese and like a fancy cocktail. And I like thought I was like, you know, Marilyn Monroe sitting at a bar. Like, so like, that's what I mean. Like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess I get it. There's trauma that's in there, but that was the good times because it wasn't all eight of us sitting around a table in my kitchen <laughs> mm-hmm. where there weren't people witnessing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, th- those are the deep breath moments where you're like, ah, oh, all right, I can spread out a little bit. <laughs> I yeah, have my like, space. Mr. Cavanaugh gets me. He knows I love a Shirley Temple with extra cherry. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do something very similar. Um, my grandparents used to have this like, I guess it was like a, a bungalow apartment. I don't know. It's a one room apartment on Fire Island. Uh, off oh, Long fun. Island. Yeah, they very were gay? fun. You didn't tell me you had a great gay <laughs> Every one of their neighbors was. And then it was just my grandpa getting more and more mad that Joey next door painted another nipple gold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we would go. There's two restaurants on this portion of Fire Island. Uh, I shit you not. I don't know if they're still called this, but one was called the in and one was called the out. Uh, Beautiful. And we would go and for like free ice cream in Shirley Temples, we would just roll silverware for the waiters and waitresses. And it was the best summer job I've ever had. And in between those moments, you realize like, oh, this is like while our parents are getting hammered at the outdoor bar next door. They're like, here you go. You kids have fun. Like, it's just you realize years later that this was a a decoy and babysitting. (laughs) Yeah. Which I don't think that that's like actually bad. Like I have social skills because I could talk to grown men as a fucking six year old. And now when like a grown man is like weird to me, I'm like, bitch. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i've been doing this for fucking 30 years <laughs> you are not telling me anything crazy yeah 
Ah, oh, so fun. So, is there a job you could see yourself still doing where you'd be that excited as you were to roll silverware just for drinks? Wait, comedy. Or comedy, yeah, comedy. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I think Waitress I'm past it. the point of being excited for <laughs> No, wait, we're not moving past <laughs> Peggy's answer. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'll serve tables. Just give me drinks afterwards. Honestly, fantastic. I, I, I did love working in a restaurant. Like, I... I did it too long. That was my problem. I did it for. I think, I'm back doing it. I, yeah. I'm doing it part time because I needed to take a break from working with all my siblings because yeah. my mom just passed away. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. And no, it's okay. But I mean, like, it was like a moment where I was like, hey, I need like human interaction. And I think the oldest human interaction of strangers was these bars. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good crowd work. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. That's one of but the. Yeah, like- I mean, I started waiting tables when I was 17. I managed and did all that, but I stopped for four years. And then now I'm like, it's kind of nice to take do two nights a week to just like meet weird strangers. Yeah. I found that after. So working in restaurants most of my life and then going to another retail type position at Ikea then switching over to the job I have now where it is a lot of phones and a lot of like entering data and yeah. um very very different where now if someone comes in for an interview i'm like people new people in the office oh, this yeah. is so exciting <laughs> like it's so strange to think about the years i dreaded like another table coming in because i don't have it in me to put up with another person and i also waited tables in the deep south where it was a lot of like chick tracks and bible ads instead of tips so it's like i gotta put on a face i gotta fake an accent so they don't know i'm from new jersey (laughs) i gotta earn this bible pamphlet yeah no it was like (laughs) it was definitely like i had to pretend to be someone else in order just to survive so like by the end of the 12th table i'm just like i can't i can't anymore someone take i'm going home i'm exhausted i'm exhausted for faking it for this long Cause you are, it's crowd work. It's doing 12 hours of crowd work or whatever it is. Yeah. Like it's just sitting and going and like finding your niche and talking to someone else and then switching, switching how you talk to the other table and getting them their fucking ranch. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, every now and then I have the benefit of like a class party or like an event kind of day at school and mm. I get to eat food and I'm like, <laughs> I don't need to get paid to do this. Like, yeah, I get to hang out with adults and like fun people because teachers are, always seem to be fun people as long as they're not insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the kids are always fun. I work with kindergartners, so like they're a blast. So like I was like, yeah, I would do this for pizza every now and then. Like I'm, I'm in for that. That's great. <laughs> I'll let your uh, manager know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you a manager. Supervisor. I work outside the school and I'm put in the school. So for me, it's a supervisor. Gotcha, gotcha. For everyone else, it's a principal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's definitely not a manager restaurant guy. It, it is uh, weird hearing the adults who do work in the building referring to the principal as the principal. Because like, that feels like, like a kid thing. The kids should call him the principal. But like, he's your boss. He's not the principal. Like, okay. Yeah. It shouldn't be wait. the same. This brings me back to everyone should work in a restaurant because life is a restaurant. Hear me out. I have the same theory with school. When you work in certain restaurants, you have to call the chef, the chef, chef. Yeah. 
Even I though the after Fridays, hours, it's fucking Tony who's doing lines of coke off of the like new hostess's breast. But yeah. during work, I have to be like, chef, I'm so sorry, but uh, like what? And that's that's an ego thing, right? Mm. So that's oh, a sure. principal yeah. makes you call them. Like an adult goes, no, I'm principal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing as like Godfather, kiss the ring. It's like. It's a power play. It's, absolutely. It's all, it's all power play. Like there are balls, like in the end, you just say, that's my, oh, that's my boss. That's my yeah. boss. Oh, he knows I'm getting worked up. Gus just walked into the <laughs> oh, Gus. He's like, she needs me right now. She's getting upset. So, <laughs> but like, I feel like all of life is that like, I, there's not a job that I don't do that. I'm not like restaurants or high school is the best learning experience because like everything in society is this weird fucking social like who's important who do you name something yeah who's the good person like everybody loves the bartender that's not me and, and like everybody knows the bartender that you have to do it this way and if you do it another way they're going to yell at you and you're like and like now going back to restaurants is 35 I like had like one of the bartenders be like, Hey, you have to pour the ice like that. And I, and I looked at it. I was like, I'm 35. What? <laughs> I'm a grown up. Yeah. And I make no money. Like, I'm, I'm, we're like, I'm like picking up fries off the floor. Yeah. Don't tell me how to fucking put glass. <laughs> Or ice into a glass. Yeah. Well, no, it's like <laughs> it's genuinely the 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 power play of like, oh damn, I see this person. They seem like they have their shit together. How do I regain my control over the situation? Oh, you're actually putting ice in a glass the wrong. It's like, bitch, it's a gin and tonic. It's two ingredients. Fuck you. Also, I'm pouring a water. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're the bartender, bitch. I'm the waitress. <laughs> and that's the other thing. In the hierarchy in restaurants, for some reason, bartenders are higher. They're like yeah. seniors and waitresses. You have to work fresh. your way up to be a bartender. Oh my god. Like I mean, I worked I worked Fridays, so like that's an incredibly corporate ladder situation yeah. of like host to matter. server worked- to bartender to manager. You're like, all right, cool. All my all my managers were bartenders. Great. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also all the managers are pissed off at their waiters because they think they're going up in life and then they're making less money because they're the ones like filling out the paperwork. So they're like, motherfucking Peggy made 500 bucks tonight. I don't even make 500 bucks in a week. <laughs> the <laughs> amount of times an uh, assistant manager asked me for a loan at this job in the South. Holy shit. It would, it would get uncomfortable. It was like, I have to pay rent. And you're like, yeah, but I see how much you make. I was like, that's horribly unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also that, that's the other thing is like other people like who are in the corporate world where that's actually a normal thing that's why corporations bring in corporate staff to like be like this is the trajectory whereas anybody who worked in restaurants their whole life would be like no that's yeah. not it yeah. like you should start as the manager let the waitresses and bartenders kick you in the ass to be like no this is how you talk to customers no this is how you do yeah. that we'll figure out yeah. the paperwork bitch <laughs> like <laughs> One of- it's just one of my favorite bosses working in restaurants was so good at being that person where they took care of the waiters and ran the restaurant. Like they yes. towed the line. Like she expertly, expertly, that's not a word, but you get it. Uh, with I thought like, it was. Yeah, expertly, was yeah. expertly. <laughs> um, she we would. Get it. <laughs> Expertly. Let's all assume you said the right word. One more time. One more time. Expertly. Damn it. 
<laughs> uh, but you know, look at a at a at a person in the restaurant who is being horribly racist. Insult them to their face and make it sound like they were doing them a favor. <laughs> like they were like, we need to move away from this. It was a hundred percent true story. Like they did not like that the uh, black church and the white church would get out at Sundays at the same time and did not want to be sat near them. This is weird. Bible Belt, North Carolina is awful yeah. experience. Their um, Bible is better than their Bible. Yeah, very much so. Uh, and so the, the manager walked over. Well, there are multiple versions. So, yeah. So <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. No, the there, manager, the manager, one that, that guy crossed all the bad stuff out of. And then yeah. that's the other one. <laughs> good old, good old St. James Bible, King James Bible. King James, uh, yeah. uh, so it was, uh, you know, she walks over. She's like, what seems to be the problem? And he's kind of dancing around the issue. And he's like, don't worry, sir. We'll move you. Absolutely. We wouldn't want them to be near you. And then just like pop them up and then put them right next to the bathroom and said, have a great meal. I hope you enjoy your time here. And then just made sure that every male waiter walked past and went on their bathroom break and like had the door swing open to just get that smell like purposely opened the bolt double swing doors open so it would fan out towards their <laughs> table. <laughs> She's a person that told me uh, the uh, oh, what was it? You ever you ever try to pick up your teeth with two broken arms? Go to your table <laughs> like you just threaten violence. But then also found out that a waitress was in like a shitty living situation and said, here's what I'm going to do for you. You don't let anyone else see your tips. We'll keep a separate envelope in the office. When you get into the office, you just give me your tips. I'll give you what you need. And then I'll make sure that you can be able to pay your rent at the end of every month. Wow. Uh just like an amazing person to go above and beyond for people. Yeah. So like you find that person that works in a restaurant and it's a beautiful experience. You, you find the person that, you know, is just like, you can't put ice in a cup that way. It's uh that's for the blue cups is for diet soda. The clear cups are for regular soda actually. Fuck off, Derek. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Four years ago, when I was still waiting tables, I would have been like, because I have such a people pleaser, I can get like mean and aggressive. And like when I really feel like um, someone's harming me, I will fight back. But like mm -hmm. little tiny micro aggression bullshit, I'll be like, whatever. It's easier to be the smiley waitress or the smiley yeah. manager and all that stuff. Um, now I'm more like, it doesn't affect me because I'm like, oh, no, no, I just like worked with my family for four years, which like nothing could compare to that. <laughs> and we love each other. So like, <laughs> I'm, not allowed, I'm not taking shit from you, bitch. Yeah. You got a no. weird haircut and a fucking fat thumb. I hate you. Oh, I don't man. even know why I said that. That was my mean girl in me. I'm so it's sorry. fine. It's fine. Of, of I, all I the fat thumbs in the world. Yeah. Appreciate you. It's okay. I, I was a, I was a host. Uh, that was my, my main restaurant experience. And I, I was like the one in charge on weekends. Like that was, it was a very, very easy job to get because every other host was dumb. Very, mm -hmm. very dumb. Very, yeah. very dumb. They're usually about but, like 13 years old and are just like, what? Oh, what's there, happening? <laughs> there, there was a lot of like, this is the first job I've ever had. Do you think I can handle the stress of a Friday? It's like, <laughs> no, 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 I don't. No, I, I don't. don't think I don't think you have that in you. <laughs> but like, I, I just had to like ward off angry customers from these people all the time. And like, I got so good at talking to angry people with a calm voice where like 
they wanted to keep being angry, but they didn't really have the choice anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't like, know what to do. Yeah, like I, I've I've laid it out for you. Like I, yeah, I get it. You've been waiting for longer than we thought you would be. But you see that table up there? They're still sitting there. Would you want us to kick you out if you were here for a long time? And they're like, ah, okay. No. Can you still? Can I still yell at you? Like there needs to just be a quiet room and a Chili's somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right, why don't we? Uh, why don't we take a break? All right. And then we'll we'll come back and we'll do ours. Perfect. I'm Meg. And I'm Alyssa, and we're the hosts over at the podcast Real Chills. Do you love the unexplained? Do you listen closer for things that go bump in the night? If so, Real Chills podcast is for you. The best part is all our stories are true. You can check us out on Spotify. And if you have a story you'd like to share, email us at realchillspodcast at gmail.com. Hey everyone, Danny here with Plugs. You can find Peggy on Instagram at ant, A-U-N-T underscore Peggy O. And you can catch her show every Thursday at JJ Mallon's. That show starts at 9 p.m. I've been there a handful of times and it's a great lineup every week. Definitely go check that show out. You can find George and I at Feel Feelings Pod. Take a second while you're listening to uh, like, share, five-star, rate review all the stuff whatever the platform you're on is asking for if you could go do that for us that would be awesome blanketing covers just finished its second season so if you want to go over there after you're done listening to this you can listen to our uh, velvet underground episode that just came out last week to wrap up the second season all other information about wasted robot things you can find at wastedrobotrecords.com that's it for the week back to the show And we're back. What we're a lovely back. Ch- what a lovely chat we just had that you'll never get to hear. Dan, do not <laughs> fucking forget to cut the goddamn break this time. No, I can't couple, keep this one in. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, Dan just like, all right, we'll take a quick break. So what are you doing this weekend? Like he just kept the whole fucking break in. Yeah. It, it was an accident. It was a uh, misdelete key. But oh, it, it, it worked great. out. It, like, it was great. It actually, it sounds really good on the show and it's funny, but... <laughs> One of yeah. the past guests texted me and went, hey, man, I love the fact that you could hear you and Danny on your phones. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, George, what makes you feel jumpy? Jumpy. Well, I got I got two and one is pandering. Um, I, got, I get excited. Jumpy. <laughs> it's Peggy. And, Peggy makes me feel jumpy. What are the odds? <laughs> genuinely. No, no, no. What is it's. it's Thinking about it, I was like, what makes me feel jumpy, giddy, excited, something like that? I kind of took that way. Uh, and it was seeing Peggy throw her full shoulder into doing stand up when you first start out and going, oh, that's that's how you're supposed to, like, get a crowd going and have energy and like be an interesting and fun to watch comedian, because it's you do the slog of open mic comedy and you sit there and this guy holding the mics with two hands and he's doing like one liners or feeling like uncomfortable and scared. And then Peggy gets up and goes, I'm Peggy fucking O'Leary and like throws her entire body into saying her name. And you go, Oh, Oh, 
that's it that's how you do that yeah uh it's a performance yeah right <laughs> who'd have thunk wait that's really nice i have to say thank you so much and uh sure. It's just because I was a linebacker. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I just told this story. I, I stood on stage and told jokes for the first four or five years of my career because I was living in New York. And the first time I did a show with a live band, Annie Letterman looked at me and goes, if you don't fucking dance before you tell these jokes, <laughs> you're the fucking worst. And I was like, what do you mean? She, I was like, you hate when people go up there and dance. And she's like, yeah, because they're faking it. But you dance in real life. <laughs> we'll be on the street and you're like, mm, this coffee is good. And I'm like, oh, I do do that. And like, once I did that, I yeah. was like, oh, that's me. That's authentic to me. So like, throw your shoulder into who you are. Yeah. Like, that's no, genuinely, the, that's the what that lesson shoulder. is. <laughs> and physical, if you're Peggy O'Leary. Well, yeah, in this case, literally. I am a squat comic. I am a squat comic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I agree that when you, you can, f like, have that excited, jumpy feeling when you do find your voice as a comic. Because so many people for so many years try to figure it out before they realize how to be authentic on stage. And sometimes you find really funny comedians that way. And then you go off stage and they're completely different people. But there's other times when you find the bridge between like, I've, I've been trying to work on this thing now on stage where I just want to be the audience's funny friend. Yeah. And that's like the voice that I have normally. It's like, I like to make my friends laugh. Why wouldn't I want to make you guys laugh? Uh, and how do you translate that on stage as a performance and make it authentic? Uh, and so when you nail something like that, it's it's exciting. It makes you jumpy. Jumpy, however, in the negative sense, uh, probably spiders. Okay. Real yeah. emotional. Real emotional. I, yep. Just spiders. <laughs> it's funny with spiders and like, I guess, bugs in general, where like... If you see a bug, it's not you're not jumpy because you see that bug. You're jumpy because every little thing you feel or see after you see that bug makes mm -hmm. you think that bug is near you or on you. Mm -hmm. I remember I slept at a friend's house. His uh, parents were really bad at leaving the back door open, like their back sliding door. So bugs would just fly in their house all bugs the time. Bugs and murderers. <laughs> and murderers is fine. It's South Jersey. There's no murderers in South Jersey. I was kidnapped at nine, but let's not get into it. That's not what makes jumpy. <laughs> so nothing to do with so he like my buddy were sitting there i'm like hey do you mind if i crash on your couch he goes absolutely man no problem i'm gonna go up to bed man sleep tight here's a blanket here's a pillow i'll leave the tv on for is you he a 35 year old man yeah. still at his what a sweet old I, was, man. I was playing in a band with this gentleman and uh he was, so, yes, he was a, he yes, was a he nice was. guy uh but he like you know all of a sudden, I'm watching this thing. The screen is just white noise because I like hit a button and did not turn it off. So I'm like, yes, this is what I'm doing now. And I swear white to God, noise, the movie starring Michael that, Keaton. <laughs> no, white noise, the static. Uh, <laughs> the biggest winged insect landed on the screen of like the white noise. So all you see is this silhouette of this winged is thing. Is this the ring? Are you talking about the no, ring? No, it was not a movie. It was just vivid. <laughs> and then it sure? crawled off. And then I watched its wings expand and fly into the room. Room is pitch black. Oh, <laughs> so it's every with you. time. George, we said emotion, not your weird dreams you had at your <laughs> weird friend's house. And then I reached under and I felt a scar on my face and I just pulled my face off. No, that was the dream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> does anyone have a 
have a reoccurring dream where they pull their teeth out? I have that. Never mind. Uh, aren't, aren't teeth a thing? Aren't they a specific? We have to start a new podcast because <laughs> I got them. I got the weird ones. <laughs> Tune in next week for our mini series. <laughs> Peggy, <laughs> Tune in next week for uh, I don't know real chills. <laughs> <laughs> Just go listen to my uh, episode of Meg's podcast. It was a great episode. You and Bikini Bodied. That's a great episode. <laughs> what a fun combo. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that that gives me uh, that makes me real jumpy. It's just like the the, the insects in the dark. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, there's like certain things. And I think that's more it's less jumpy and more scared or anxious that the jumpiness comes from of like. I hate when people call me on the telephone. Um, that's like a, a fear that I've had since I was a child where I have a physical response to the phone ringing. And now I work in an office where I have to do that. So every time the phone rings, there's just this, ah, okay, just deep breath. Hi, this is George. How may I help you? Like, I just have to like fake it for a minute. It's tough. Um, but yeah. So we should hang out more because I feel like our neuroses are way different. <laughs> like I've had cockroaches like, I woke up with a cockroach in my mouth and it sucked. Yeah. I wasn't into it. I wasn't like this kind of thing. Thankfully, imagine. Crunchy. You're like, my whole life I've been waiting to find my thing. And here it is, a cockroach <laughs> in my mouth. Poor chance has to dress up like a cockroach every night. Get me off. <laughs> no, but I mean, like that stuff doesn't bother me. But like, I'm like in a car. I like, I'll answer the phone. I, I should just work for you and I'll be your assistant. I love Please. answering the phone. I, Please. When I, I work with my, when I work with my family, I would just love it. They would always be like, Peg, there's someone on the phone that just wants to talk for a while. I'm like, I got it. Whatever they want to No way. Right. I can't, I can't specifically, I can't specifically say what I do for a living. However, I work for a musical instrument distribution company. Uh, and one of those musical instruments is owned Major, majorly by older expertly, men. expertly Ex owned by <laughs> Ex expertly and majorly owned by old men. Okay. And boy, are they lonely. And all they want to do is talk to you about that bass and and what, and what famous trouble? yeah and, and but also like the person <laughs> no that played no that trouble. the no person trouble. that played that bass and ooh have you ever seen them live they're so it's, good it's uh, fun because yes I have seen that person live yes they are very good also I'm. Having such a hard time not interrupting your story because I don't know what I'm allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> when we're off mic, it'll be fine. Uh, but Dan, why don't you go? Because Casey's already texted me that I'm late for dinner. So <laughs> what are you jumping about? <laughs> well, today I, uh, I was walking across the street and I almost got hit by a car. Oh, that's jumpy. So, uh, yeah, that that set the day off to a weird tone. Not and to steal a joke from Dane Cook, but he's done it before. Was it a Dodge? <laughs> Remember him? Actually, it might have been actually. It might actually, yeah. This lady was sitting at a stop sign for a very long time, and I was standing on the other side of the street, just kind of trying to figure out what she was doing. She did nothing for a very long time, and I, I went, and I was across the street. She turned into the other lane of traffic, and. I, I don't know how much this will resonate with George, but Peggy, you'll probably understand. But I had to do like a, a James Harden step back, like the double <laughs> step back no. to not get hit by this car. And can, can you break that down in theater terms? Did you Bob Fosse it across the street? No, yeah. uh, probably close. I don't know. I don't okay. have a I don't have a great reference for him. You went forward or backwards? Backwards. OK, so, yeah, it was like Bob Fosse, but like 
the second half of um not wait fuck never mind damn, damn it. it i wish i got it <laughs> my only not reference all is all jazz. that jazz it really is it. all that jazz like were you like you know in like in most of chicago it's like half the room goes forward and half the room goes back it's just quicker yeah. and done by a black man Fair. It's, okay. It's, and then dance. <laughs> it's equally agile when I do it, I promise. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm a famous dancer or James Harden. <laughs> but um yeah, so Damn. like this the, the lady, she was very apologetic, which is great because she almost hit me with her car. I appreciate her realizing that she was at fault for mm-hmm. driving into the wrong lane of traffic to almost hit a person. But I I very calmly spoke to her and I I was like, no, it's fine. I just thought you were being polite. My fault. I apologize. Which was, <laughs> I, I'm very proud of that. I'm so proud of that. I, That's so ladylike of you. Yeah. I don't know how I mustered that, but it was like, you you know what you did. I like mean girl this lady, and I'm so <laughs> proud of it. But then like walking into the building, it was graduation, so I had to walk past all of these adults there to see their little fifth and sixth graders graduate, and. Every one of them, I had to be like, excuse me. And I like I couldn't get words out that like mm. trying to like address these people just calmly. I was like, I, uh, 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 and they were like, oh, OK, we're just going to let you walk into the building where our kids are. <laughs> but, like it, it took a while. Like I, I had to like wait and like catch my breath and like settle myself before I could actually like go into the classroom where I was yeah. working. And I. Like every people kept walking by, and I was like anxious and nervous, and like that's that, the adrenaline. I think though, like the adrenaline hit later because, yeah, like you go into shock and then the adrenaline, you know. Yeah, and like vice I, versa. I, I found out many times in my life that I'm really good in stressful situations, and it's the the after stressful situations that I'm like, what is happening? How did yeah. I do that? Yeah. Well, like I remember. Uh, I got into like a fender bender and then my leg hurt like the car wasn't damaged his car wasn't damaged it was just like a little mini accident but then my whole left side of my body started hurting my leg was the worst part of it and it was because I tensed up on the on the steering wheel and the brake when it happened and it tensed up so much that I pulled a muscle but you don't realize that until like a day later when you go like oh oh like was nothing. Everything was fine. Everyone was fine. Cops didn't even come because I don't have insurance. But uh, did I ever tell you I was in a car accident recently? No, I don't think I've, I don't think I mentioned that. <laughs> Dan, no we're wonder friends. you were so stressed out by it today. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's I, I get hit by cars all the time. Usually I'm in my car. I've never been hit physically. Just me. This would have been the first time, but I get oh, hit damn. by other You're cars. You're not causing all the, time. the problems. It's just happening to you. The the one I'm actually my my car has been dented for two months and I'm about to get it back tomorrow in pristine shape. So I'm very excited. But the uh, car in front of me stopped really short and I stopped with plenty of time. The guy behind me stopped with plenty of time. And then the truck behind him just didn't want to stop. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Uh, I, I remember talking to the cop. Talk about feeling jumpy. We're like the cops trying to come up and like get the information mm-hmm. and he's asking me like simple questions but like i'm just like yeah i was here and i stopped i don't what 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 do you want from me there's no damage on the front of me there's damage on the back of me i didn't hit anybody i got hit and he's like yeah how many times did you get hit i was like once like what yeah. do you think happened here you're like yeah they backed up and went back again what 
Fun, fun story. I've had that happen before. <laughs> I, I got I got rear-ended once going to High Note in New Jersey. And the guy was speeding and it was a red light. And instead of hitting the truck in front of him, he decided to swerve around the truck and hit me instead. Whoa. Yep. Cool. Cool choice, guy. Cool but then choice. He, he tried to run. And I followed him as best I could. My axle was broken and I was just dragging stuff down the street. But I was following this guy for a while. And the truck, not knowing if he was the one who was hit or if I was the one who was hit, saw the guy running and blocked him off and like got in front of him. So now the guy who hit me from behind was in front of me. Mm. And that guy then backed up into the front of my car and took off again. (laughs) And the truck didn't stop him? The 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 guy was a a retired cop and he was out of the car. He had he had come up to stand next to the guy to make sure the guy wouldn't drive away. And then when he walked back to his truck to to get something, that's when the guy drove away. Jesus! You never leave the scene. Yeah, well, he, I think damn, he was just going, so going to get sorry. like a bottle of water or something. And <laughs> as soon as he went to his truck, I he am took off again. So sorry that the universe is trying to jump scare you using, yeah. I think, one of the most too easily accessible and dangerous pieces of machinery. <laughs> oh yeah, anyone could have. Yeah, that's an insane. I wouldn't drive after that. I think. I wish I could. I, well, no, I, obviously i say that and then i'm like how would i get to an open mic um yeah, i i they are the worst necessary evil in my life cars like i if i could get rid of a car i would in a heartbeat anyway you want to see what people online said yeah let's <laughs> do that let's real get out quickly. of the car accident There's- phase There's, I'm, I'm very sorry, Dan. I really am. Uh, that is really this is going to be really episode. embarrassing when I buy you, I give you my entire collection of Matchbox cars for your birthday <laughs> as just a constant reminder of what cars Could have are. Been. <laughs> I'll just keep dropping them out my window. <laughs> You're just hitting people. You're like, I'll get you now, random people. <laughs> I mean, this is the, the second time this car has to have a like full body remake where mm-hmm. like... The the first time Maybe I, the car's jinxed. I, I think it is. I wasn't in the car the first time. It just got wrecked in the middle of like one of the longer city blocks around me. And it it was in the middle of the the street. Like I have no idea how somebody hit my car as hard as they did, but they like put it up on the sidewalk. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that I, I, was- you gotta move to the suburbs like I did where people just get their tires stolen. What suburb do you live in? I live next to like MetLife Stadium. Oh, oh, right. Uh, Oh, yeah. So you know where Bananas is? Yeah. I live right next to Bananas. Gotcha. Yeah, it's fine neighborhood. There's nothing wrong with it. Just we walk. We walked home one day from uh, this place called Gus's Last Word up up the hill from where we live. Gus. Gus. Uh, And uh, and we walked back. We're like, why is everyone's tires gone? And they just were stolen in the night. Wow. Wow. Uh, all right. People, anyway, what did people say? Here's what the people said. They said too much coffee. I'd agree with that. I had to learn fairly recently that like you can't have six cup of, cup of coffee and then wonder why your knees are sweaty. What does that mean? <laughs> I just, oh, I don't think, oh. oh yeah. they're letting us know what makes them jittery. Yes. 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 I this think is their... they're watching us and I'm like, oh, no, no, it no. It was one glass of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> 
My work till four last night. <laughs> Let me have this. Look at her. I can tell she's had too much coffee today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. This next one says the rustling sound of grass and twigs snapping in the woods. Yeah, you're going to die. Get out yeah. of the woods. Don't go in the woods. What's the matter with you? Yeah, I, I feel like uh, these are external any... fears. Uh, mine were very more personal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any any sound I hear when I'm not at home is danger. That's... <laughs> like that's it. It's true. <laughs> that, genuinely, that's it. That's it. <laughs> not even not even universal. Like I can't say every sound in my home is a comfortable sound, but like <laughs> most of them I can explain away. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, Dan, you go. Anyone saying my name or making physical contact with me when I'm not expecting it or otherwise immersed in activities like listening to music or reading. I am the jumpiest person I know. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. I, like, that that one, I, yeah, for sure. I'll do that in the house with Chance, like where I know he's in the next room. It's a little house. It's yeah. not like a big house. And I'll come around the corner, he's like, Peggy, I'm like, oh my God! <laughs> yeah, that, weirdly... <laughs> doesn't happen as much here in our our nice three bedroom apartment in our yeah. one bedroom barely barely anything else i would just walk into a room and meg would be like what it's like <laughs> where did where did you think i was yes. i i do that as a bit with casey my fiance because we haven't played noise yet yeah. uh but we uh we do this thing where we'll be in a car i'm kind of a silent car driver um, I, I, just, okay, like, I, I was, uh, oh, no, I was, I was always the kid. I, I, was, the I was always the kid in the backseat that just like looked out the window and pretended I was Tony Hawk grinding on all the telephone wires. Like that's just, um, and I would do that. I, in, I was Spider Man doing that, but I also yeah. talked to people. Oh no, I never talked. People were like, "You're so quiet back there," and I was like, "I'm still here. Don't worry about it." So I, I, I tend not to talk a ton in the car, um, and I'm a talkative person. Um, <laughs> if anyone listening to the show wants to disagree i will fight you <laughs> <laughs> um but every once in a while i'll just be driving be quiet and then casey will like change the radio station or something and i'll just let out a scream like i didn't realize she was in the car <laughs> it's a that is a good joke. bit it's a most of your casey bits i'm like i feel bad for her but that's a good bit <laughs> Also, no, fuck you, George, because once Chance realized that I scare easily, then whenever I'd come home, he'd be hiding behind the door. And Gus always greets me, but I would could, I could tell. And I'd have to be like, Chance? Oh, did, did Gus have a tell? Like, was he, Gus trying I to like, clue like you Gus in? tried to tell. Like, Gus would be like, don't come in, Peg. Just let me out. Let me out. <laughs> and now, now he has a, like, he has a literal Nerf gun. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And now when I wake up in the morning or I come in the house, he just pegs me with a fucking Nerf ball. Beautiful. I used to do this thing in college This is why you where... don't date someone nine years younger. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go date a 45-year-old just so I can shoot them with Nerf guns. <laughs> That's why he got into the game. That's why he's in the <laughs> No, In college, I used to do this bit, similar bit, uh, where I would go into my, my roommate's room and then hide under his bed or under his desk or behind a dresser or something and wait like a good amount of time and then just pop out and go, this isn't where I parked my car and then leave. <laughs> Like a long enough portion of time where like things might have happened that I have to be like, I'm down here. I'm down here. Stop. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> it's a good bit. All right, next one. Uh, I really like this one. Uh, police budgets. Yep, makes me jumpy. They have too much money. Oh, oh, please budgets. Yeah. Please budgets. Yeah. That's serious. Uh, you have to nerf guns. Sorry. Nerf yeah. gun. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Fund them with nerf guns. Give them that. <laughs> Give cops nerf guns. Oh, my God. Honestly, it would freak people out. I probably I would. I would want to do crime. It would be really funny <laughs> to be shot with a police nerf gun. <laughs> Maybe that's how we defuse situations. There's a standoff. Cop shoots you with a nerf gun. It bounces off of you. He goes, wait a minute. He go. gives you a nerf gun. And then you just have like a little mini nerf war, get out of your system. You're like, all right, bud, you're going to jail. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea of crime is just like tag with nerf guns. Crime is tag. Uh, okay, Dan. When I put flubber on my shoes. Yeah, that'll happen. Yep. Makes you real jumpy. Makes you jumpy. Flubber. Okay. Flubber. Oh, this one. Very similar to what I said. Bugs landing air crawling on my skin. Oh, yeah, that is creepy. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't even want to think about it again. Like, I, I feel like <laughs> when you talked about it before, suddenly my room was filled with bugs. <laughs> nope, just sharks. <laughs> yeah, uh, they are everywhere. Uh, loud noises. Sure, I get that. It, it's weird for me because like loud noises themselves don't make me jumpy, but then like the after effect of having heard a loud noise, I'm jumpy for a little while. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not often Same startled the by the loud noise. Yeah. Mm. So you're cool under pressure, and then ten minutes later, you're like, "Wait, guys, have we thought about what yeah. just happened?" For <laughs> sure, that is one hundred percent me. Yes. You'll get us out of the house, and then after you're like, "Wait, can we just like talk, have a yeah. friendship right. circle about what loud noise that was?" Yeah. Now that we're here, <laughs> that house blew up, right? <laughs> Every once in a while, something will fall off a truck on 17 by my house. And when you drive over like a two by four or something, it sounds like a gunshot. So I'll be like walking the dog and I'll be like, ah, no, wait, it's a nice neighborhood. It's fine. <laughs> uh, do you want to do the last one, Dan? No, you can take it. I put it away already. <laughs> uh, noticing a spider above your head when you're taking a shower. Not only is that jumpy, but you're incredibly vulnerable. Oh, yeah, that is very helpless. Because because not only is there a spider in the shower, but that spider seen you naked. It knows that, things. That spider's gonna tell people. That spider's <laughs> gonna tell you. It's got a mole. Oh, see, I thought it was gonna be like the spider's gonna bite you in your private. <laughs> I mean, it's, it becomes a very real possibility at it's that a, point. It's a genital seeking spider. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I like. No, I guess in my mind it was somebody who like saw it and was like, no, and then the spider was like, I'm gonna find a hole. I'm gonna find a hole. I, I, I do love someone being so freaked out by a spider on the ceiling, but as it lowers itself to your privates, you're like. I'm just going to let this happen. <laughs> yeah, like you don't have like a fucking thing where you just turn it on them. Yeah. They are equally vulnerable. <laughs> You're like, I really love Spider-Man. I have to see what this spider wants to do to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is my chance of powers. <laughs> friendly well, friendly I, neighborhood spider cock. All right. <laughs> Wait, can I just say this? I love that everybody else took it very like external and mine was like, so I'm a jumpy person because yeah. I have family trauma. Well, no, no. I, you, you went through the list of like, I've worked in restaurants my entire life. I have a family that has filled me with trauma, um, but fun trauma. Yeah. <laughs> trauma in big pink bubble letters. Yeah. Trauma. Uh, and like, like as like you were going through. We're doing like the musical of tra family trauma. 
Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a Disney movie now. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see the Pixar. I mean, honestly, Pixar's been nailing it with the family trauma. They just need to make one called Trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Seriously. laughs> Uh, this was uh, so fun this was amazing Peggy thank, thank you for doing so it. much um, oh my God, I'll do it whenever I love talking about my emotions I'll absolutely I'll replace George with you <laughs> honestly I got a wedding coming up so <laughs> alright All right. let's get out of here this yeah. has been awesome bye everybody goodbye this has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network for more information and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. We're such a professional show!